Talk Back Matters from the Salvos. Who wouldn't love you? Who wouldn't care? You're so enchanting, people must stare. You're the dream that dreamers want to dream about. You're the breath of spring that lovers get about or mad about. Who wouldn't love you? It's true, isn't it? When someone treats us with real respect, why wouldn't we love them? It says to us that we're of worth, that we are of value, we're a person that is worth something. And we all want to hear that. This week it's part two on respect with our regular guest on Light and Life, Ewan, who is confronted with unbelievable scenarios every day in his job as a specialist in psychiatric triage in a public hospital, emergency ward. Respect personifies who Ewan is, and he talks more about respecting others. And I was just thinking, if we remember an instance when someone is disrespectful to us, and we can rationalise that maybe they haven't been raised with those values, it will help us to maintain respect for them because we kind of, we're looking at it through different eyes. I agree with you entirely. We all look at the chandelier differently. You know, an interesting one I find is road rage or driving. And look, I've, I've not done it in years because I hit a point where I thought this is ridiculous. But um, so that some people, some of the loveliest people I know, Chris, you get them behind a wheel <laughs> and they show no respect for others. They might obey the laws up to a point, but even going 5K over the limit, that's not showing respect for the law. We might minimise why we do these things, but I'm sometimes astounded the barrier of a car and not knowing someone can make people beep and honk and give gestures and things like that. Sadly, I used to do it occasionally. I'm so glad I don't anymore, and I yeah. so much enjoy my driving, knowing that, you know what, just, just so be it and just be a little more relaxed about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a difference. Yes. So then, are you able to give us just a couple of very practical steps to put in place to respect ourselves, for example? I think it comes down a bit to esteem, Chris, and look, let's exclude, you know, many um, particular mental or psychiatric illnesses or mental health problems such as depression or an anxiety or something like that. Yeah. And let's look at just in general. Yeah. I think it's important that you should be proud of the fact that you've gotten this far, you've achieved many things. Um, it's so easy to look at what we haven't done, but the fact that you're still breathing and kicking and maybe raising children or being in relationships, the fact that you get to work every day, the fact that you might have battled an illness, I think that we should give ourselves some congratulations in some way as to what we've done. Absolutely. And the fact that you've gotten through a chronic illness, for example, and you're still around and you're kicking is something to be proud of. Um, I think that being human and being alive and managing that is very difficult and life throws some very difficult things and people that struggle with those sorts of respect should be proud of that. At the same time, I guess respecting ourselves is... Look, Chris, I'm not a big biblical person, I must confess, but I I love the bit about do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And I think that's a real starting point because there are people that don't battle with esteem issues that don't necessarily respect others or don't understand others. And I think a basic principle is if you've got the capacity for empathy and if you've got the capacity to see other people's views, you should treat them how you would like to be treated. Yes. Um, Not in the interest of getting something back or not in the interests of being condescending about it, but just because it's, it's the right thing to do. Yes. <laughs> Don't expect anything back. Just be respectful to others. And look, when you're respectful to others, generally in turn they're respectful back to you. I deal with some very, very angry people in the emergency department that are thrown into the emergency department. They're in handcuffs by police. I treat them with respect and courteously because they deserve it and they respond to that. Wow. So it's not just a self-interest. We get along so much nicer wow. when we can. So I think it's really important to do that. 
once again, I, I do want to touch on the hubris and those that might be grandiose um, when you're thinking about do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Keep it in perspective and reasonable, obviously. Yeah. You know? I know in my own life, when I learned to respect myself, uh, the big part of that for me was setting a boundary on others' behaviours towards me and saying, no, I won't accept that anymore. There's an interesting study about pro-social modelling, Chris, and it's often used for um, people that are involuntary patients or clients, for example. The pro-social modelling is very big on boundaries, saying yes, but if you say yes on certain um, caveats around why you will, saying no at certain time, behaving professionally, being courteous, being on time, even where someone says something antisocial, it's very easy for us to smile or laugh or give a bit of positive feedback because we're nervous or whatever. And pro-social modelling talks about, no, 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 don't encourage bad things. So you don't have to sit there and go, well, that's stupid or that's ridiculous. Just don't acknowledge it yes. if it's appropriate to do so. Getting into the therapy, sometimes it's a little bit more complex than that. So I think you talk about when you learn about that respect for yourself, we're talking about pro-social modelling when we do that with other people. And so for you, specifically in a hospital emergency ward? I think firstly is I have my own values where respect is important. So it's actually easy for me to maintain that. I just do it because I believe that people deserve to be treated with dignity and respect. Mm. I think if you believe that, then just stick to that standard. I think, though, in terms of, I guess, if, if someone comes to the emergency department and they are angry and yelling... What do you think is going to happen if we start yelling? Exactly. <laughs> violence begets violence. Aggression begets aggression. Yeah. Um, you don't, and even if they're not aggressive back to you, you're a really bad example. Anything you say is not going to help them. So I think that firstly, treating them with that respect, treating them with that courtesy is a really important de-escalation skill. Yeah. So also is remaining calm, keeping your posture calm, your voice calm, just all those sorts of things. Be relaxed, sit down, remain, you know, keep your posture and all those sorts of things are important. So I guess those are the real tips to it is just maintain balance, maintain control. Be wary that if you escalate it, there's a chance that it will escalate and even if it doesn't escalate, you've gone down to their level. So I think that that's important to yeah. keep an eye on and maintain. Would it be... Accurate then to say that the only time you don't need to show respect for someone is when you're playing Blur on Xbox and it's the person on the screen. <laughs> Absolutely, but you've still got to treat the controller with respect, Chris, because you don't want to break it. <laughs> who wouldn't love you? Who wouldn't care? You're so enchanting, people must stare. Ewan is a specialist in psychiatric triage of a public hospital emergency department. I love how Ewan said that he respects people because people deserve to be treated with dignity and respect. And like he said, in the ancient scriptures in Matthew chapter 7 verse 2, For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Who wouldn't love you? Who wouldn't care? You're so enchanting, people must stare.